Welcome, dance lovers, to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Hello and welcome to this episode of Ask a Dancer, the podcast where we interview performers across a wide range of performing arts genres. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm the principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. Today's guest on Ask a Dancer is performer Andrew Ross Graham. If you've got a suggestion for a guest, someone you'd love us to interview, make sure you get in touch. Tweet us at, at @dancestacy and use the hashtag #askadancer. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave us a rating or review. This helps us share our love of dance with the rest of the world. Ask a Dancer is made possible with the lovely support from Dance Around the World. Dance Around the World are the dance tour specialists and they provide dancers just like you the opportunity to see your name up in lights all over the world. If you'd love to perform at Disneyland with your dance school friends, go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame or take class with Abby Lee at the Abby Lee Dance Company. Dance Around the World can make that dream a reality. Get your dance teacher to get in touch with Roz and her amazing staff by contacting them at dancearoundtheworld.com.au. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ask a Dancer and now let's get Andrew on the line. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Ask a Dancer, Andrew Ross Graham. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. No worries. You're performing right now as we speak. You're, you're in a break. You've just stepped off stage. What are you doing at the moment? I did. I'm currently one of the entertainers at Dreamworld. Fabulous. Living close to home and still living the performer lifestyle. How good's that? Exactly right. We're so blessed to have the theme parks on the Gold Coast for entertainment every day. Absolutely. So you're from the Gold Coast originally. What age did you start dancing and, and who influenced you most in those early days? Originally, I'm not from the Gold Coast, actually. I'm originally from <laughs> Seymour, Victoria, which is a little country town about an hour and a half out of Melbourne. Oh, I had no idea. Yes. And then Not when... many people do. No. When did you move to the Gold Coast? I moved to the Gold Coast when I was nine years old. Fabulous. And so did you dance when you were in Victoria or just picked up dancing when you moved to the Gold Coast? I did. I started dancing at three years of age, um, just in an old church. There was a local dance school around there. Um, my family are all entertainment background. My mum was a dancer. My grandma was a dancer. My great aunt was a dancer. She's actually still dancing in her late 80s. Amazing. Yeah. So it's kind of run in the family. And when you made that move to the Gold Coast, did you pick up at a school that was quite similar to where you'd grown up, something in a church hall? Did you I did, actually. When I first moved to the Gold Coast in 1998, I started at a predominantly classical school, which had a couple of studios on the Gold Coast we worked out of, um, but one of them was a church. Yeah, just like home, but in a different city. Nice. And so who were the people that really influenced you the most in those early years that inspired you? I think it was my family, obviously, because I grew up with a performing family. So my grandma was a dancer and in the marching band and my mum was a dancer. And so everyone kind of had that performance background. We grew up going to dancing shows and going to see the ballets and the musicals. And it was just something I fell into because everyone did it like it was just the norm. Absolutely. What a great upbringing. Was there one major event during that time when you were training that you went, oh, actually, this is exactly what I want to do? I think it wasn't when I was training. It was actually when I went and saw a show. I remember as a young boy, my mum took my brother and I to see The Boy From Oz with Todd McKenney. Oh, fabulous. Um, and from seeing that show, that was the moment I went, this is definitely something I want to do. Like, I want to be on stage in these sort of productions and doing this when I'm older. Oh, that's so great. Because last week on the show, we had Tim Minturn and Tim was actually in that original cast of Boy From Oz. 
Ah, so that's fantastic. A, yeah, I know. That's a lovely full circle moment that, you know, that the show that he was in and that he performed in, you know, he could have been up there on stage in that moment when you went, oh, that's what I want to do. Definitely. And as a student, can you recall any situations when you were training? So when you were in class or when you were at school that you that were really quite tough, how you how did you get through that and what did you learn from it? I think the toughest thing for me as a student was obviously we all know that we need the classical foundation and like the classical background to be a skilled performer. Um, And classical was never my passion, but I always knew I had to do it. So growing up, I attended a classical school that offered a strong classical background, but didn't really offer the commercial side of things that I really wanted to do. Yeah. So I sort of branched out and went to a couple of other studios just to really work on my commercial side, which then became sort of a conflict of interest with the teachers and it just got a bit tough. But at the end of the day, I really just relied on my mum helping me through and her support and encouragement to do what I love to do. And that was to sing, dance and act. So at the end of the day, yes, I did my classical training, but I also had that outlet of the jazz and the tap and the musical theatre. Which is so important when you want a, a career that is, is well-rounded, when you want to be able to be a performer that can do lots of things. So that was really, it is. really good steering by your mum there. Yeah, and your, especially this day and age. Of course. What was your first uh, big gig, the moment where you knew you were professional, where you first earned that money? The first, My first big gig was with Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines on the Radiance of the Seas. Fabulous. Um, and I think the day I was offered the contract when I was 16 years old and then obviously couldn't take it till I was 18. So re-auditioned the year later when I was 17. And then they gave me the contract, which coincided with my 18th birthday. Oh, so the day better. after I turned 18, they flew me over to Florida and I started my first contract. And I think that was the time I knew that I'd kind of made it because moving overseas to the other side of the world by yourself, fresh out of home to do incredible things, but also scared out of your wits because (laughs) you have no idea what's happening. Of course. And, you know, thinking about those scary moments, were there any things that you think back now and you go, oh, I wish that I knew this or I wish I'd done this in making that first transition overseas? I think... I mean, everything is an experience and you have to take every opportunity as a learning tool, especially in our industry. Really, I just took every day as it came and worked through it with a positive outlook because at the end of the day, I was given such a great opportunity that not every performer gets, especially at such a young age. I had to work hard to get there and so I had to work hard to maintain myself there instead of just letting it go and thinking, oh, you know, I'm just another show, another rehearsal. Like you really have to take every day as a blessing because you are one of the lucky few that has got a job. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for aspiring dancers who wish to follow your footsteps dancing professionally on cruise ships? It's obviously a very different lifestyle. You're living on the ship, you're eating on the ship, you know, you get to see the world, but you also have to work very hard too. Are there any lessons that you took away that you'd love to pass on to aspiring dancers? I think the biggest lesson is just to always be the best that you can be and remember that every performance is the opportunity to perform for someone new because at the end of the day you're never going to perform to the same audience every performance and especially on a cruise ship you're performing to thousands of people that are coming in night after night to see you do these shows every day is the opportunity to do a first performance or an opening night Absolutely. That's such great advice. So during that time dancing professionally or even during your training, did you have a director, a choreographer, a mentor or a teacher 
during your career that really helped you? And did they give you any advice that stands out that you can remember? I think growing up, I was fortunate, especially coming from, I mean, the Gold Coast has such a brilliant foundation for training young dancers and performers. Um, Like I've worked with some brilliant choreographers, Paul Boyd, Helena Moore. One of my personal favorite directors to ever work with was the late Robert Young. He was always such a great uh, inspirer of male performers, especially dancers who transitioned into musical theatre. But my the one teacher that I've had that has really stood out was the teacher I've had for the past 15 years. I'm constantly still learning from this lady. Uh, her name's Jo Goldie. She runs a small studio on the Gold Coast that always taught me to just perform to your fullest and always try and steal the limelight because no matter if it's an audition or a class, you always want people to look at you because at the end of the day, that's your passion. You love what you're doing, so why not share it with someone else and make them happy along the way? Wonderful. You now get to teach as well as perform. What advice do you give your students in class? I think the biggest advice I give my students is treat every class like it's a performance. Yeah. Because nowadays especially performance opportunities are very slim there's not as many jobs as there used to be for performance so you just have to get that performance quality as a student while you're learning because it's very hard to learn once you've got the job you really have to have it for the audition and then just refine it once you've got the position absolutely and i'm sure your students competed a lot of steadfords the steadford lifestyle on the gold coast is very competitive Tell it us is, how yeah. you feel about Steadfords and uh, and competition dance in relation to the dance that's going on in the industry. I enjoy Steadfords for the performance quality of the training aspect of it. At the end of the day, like I said, there aren't that many performance opportunities for students growing up and training on the Gold Coast. The Steadfords really are the only performance grounding you can give them besides the end of your concert. Yeah. And although it is a competition, that's the one thing I really try and teach my kids is that you're not there to win. It's not, yes, it is a competition and there are going to be studios and students there that are in it to win it. But I mean, I train kids that do circus skills and acrobatics and singing and dancing and acting and want to be general all-round performers rather than just a strict classical dancer or a strict jazz dancer. So I try and really influence my kids into doing competitions as a way to entertain, a way to refine their performance skills rather than a competition of you're there to win and be the best on the Gold Coast. Absolutely. Great advice there. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy performing schedule to speak with us on Ask a Dancer. Do you have a message you'd love to leave with our aspiring dancers? I think the biggest message I'd love to get out there is just to keep on having fun. I think dance as a whole is becoming a very serious, driven sport rather than an entertaining art. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, it is an art form and you have a personal way to express yourself and really get your story across. So enjoy it and don't think of every class as a torturous moment of trying to stretch and get your leg up in the air and all of that. Enjoy every moment. You do it because you love it. It's a passion. And so why not use that passion to enlighten other people's lives. Absolutely. Well said. Andrew Ross Graham, thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. No worries. Got a question for one of our dance stars? Tweet your question to at dance Q&A with the hashtag Ask a Dancer. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ask a Dancer. We're doing our very best to make sure these episodes get to you as regularly as possible. So please share this episode if you've enjoyed it with all of your dance friends. 
If you have any burning questions you'd like me to ask one of our dance stars or if you have a dance star you'd like to nominate, please make sure you get in touch. You can tweet me at DanceStacy and always make sure you use the hashtag AskADancer. We would love it if you would leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Jump on there and leave a comment and I can get back to you. This really helps us reach as many people as possible. And a big special thanks to our friends at Dance Around the World. They are the Dance Tour specialists and they make this podcast possible. Don't forget to get in touch with Dance Around the World if you and your dance friends would love to take your dance group overseas. Get your dance teacher to contact them and next minute you'll be dancing on Broadway, seeing the sights of Euro Disney or taking class at Pineapple Studios. Trust me, you're going to love it. Thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to talking to you very soon on Ask a Dancer. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at WPMPA.co or at Dance Q&A on Twitter.